there is nothing like New Yorkers coming together. It's all good in all ways. Like it, it, it definitely benefits everyone to see it happening too. Because you know people need it and there's some people are just too shy to ask for help or for stuff and it's there. It's just really cool that people can provide for each other and like feel like they're not being part of the problem and they're like, you know, not wasting anything too. As the coronavirus pandemic brought life to a halt in 2020, many New Yorkers found themselves with needs like never before. Others wanted to help people in their communities at a hyper-local level. The Free Store Project rose up to meet the challenge. I'm Steve Kastenbaum, host of the New York Gritty Podcast. As a native Brooklynite, I watched as the brainchild of Miles Smutney became a dignified shopping experience where all people could benefit from New Yorkers who have an overabundance of all sorts of things in their homes. Today, it lives on with an eye towards expansion in a city where the haves and have-nots live side by side. The Free Store Project brings them together, building stronger communities in the process. So I created something that nobody understood at first, and like it's turned into something that's easily recognizable by those that seek its services, whether that's like giving them a purpose, sense of purpose too, and tidying, or donating, or whatever it is. Well, my name is Miles Smutney, and I'm the founder and the creative director of the Free Store Project. The Free Store Project was something that I founded during the pandemic as a way to answer society's biggest issues like excess, waste, address climate change, and like bring community members together. And yeah. You created this during the pandemic. And that was a time here in New York when we were the epicenter of the epicenter. Our world was turned completely upside down. There were needs everywhere you looked, right? So how did you identify this need and say, this is how we're going to fill it? Well, what's weird is I feel like everybody to to an individual, their world, they are the epicenter of their world, you know? So during the pandemic, there were so many different crises and like, you know, everything seems to pretty much like crumble all around us. And lots of people, they were unemployed or lots of people were waiting for uh, stimulus checks or they were waiting for to fi figure out if they were going to be unemployed. And most of New York City is full of transplants. So during the pandemic, we just saw so many people leave. So I saw all of these usable goods. Everyone left everything here. And it was such an easy like solution like given my background in like window display uh retail merchandising and stuff it was really easy to be like this is a store i'm wondering like did this go off like a light bulb in your head and you you saw the stuff being left behind and you saw the space and you said this is what we're going to do to meet the need or did, or did it evolve more was there more of a process no nope. it was a light bulb it was this like perfect opportunity because as these people were leaving in droves and leaving everything behind it was just like it felt like we were just left here almost like if it was like end times you know it's like we were like ravaging and scavenging and and we had all of this all of these goods so it felt like um it felt like, I, I don't know. We knew we were here, yeah. those of us who stayed behind, yeah. right? And there were millions, Yeah. you know, we, but we were hidden away in our apartments, right? We were um, detached from each other. And you knew, and, and many people knew, that there was a tremendous need out there amongst so many different people that the pandemic and the shutdown of the economy 
impacted negatively the people who could least afford to have it impact them, right? Absolutely, and I feel like those cracks in the system were never more obvious. If you grow up on that side, you know it. You understand that there's like, you know, limited amount of funds and, and tons of red tape to get to it. And so you understand that you're not gonna be provided for, but when the entire economy shut down, you would think that there'd be systems in place that would be fail safes that would provide for people and like, don't even get me started on the stimulus checks, <laughs> you know, cause it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. I thought I was going to be doing this by myself forever. I thought I was going to put up these shelves and I had a couple of locations in mind. These vacant spaces, right? These vacant spaces. These specific spaces I had in mind was like, I can throw some shelves on this thing. I can throw some shelves over here. I da, da, da. And then I knew that there was like huge luxury buildings next door, which just means proximity to lots of stuff. Oh my That's gosh, yeah. With the transient community and most of those high-rise rentals, you see the very good usable stuff that still has life in it being put out on the sidewalk for the trash heap all the time. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts too. Yeah. So you know this is possible, right? You, you, you put the two things together and, and it makes total sense, but there's still the operational aspect of it. You, you've got to physically get out there and create these spaces. What was that like? Like, how did you find the right people to connect with you and get these stores built and then stocked. I, if you got a minute? <laughs> I will tell you that I was terrified in the beginning. I will tell you that I knew that it could work and I knew that these spaces had been derelict for so long and I knew that they'd been neglected. So I knew that I could do it. What I ended up doing was I called three friends instead. <laughs> and I was like, I got this idea, just come with me. Just trust me. Yeah. So I went around to my friends who worked at the cafe, my friend who worked at the salon, and just like walked around the block asking if they had a lost and found, if they had anything at home that they were cleaning out, if they whatever just wanted to participate in this thing I was doing. And they were like, okay, whatever. So I was like, all right, on Tuesday at noon, I'm gonna come collect. I had walked around the neighborhood before and I found some Ikea shelves, I found some brackets, I had some screws at home and I was like, all right, we're doing this. I made a sign, it said free store and that was it. Yeah, we started putting it up and we were putting things and then people were like, what is this? I was like, oh, it's a free store, take whatever you want. And they were like, but what's the catch? I'm like, there's no catch. And like, there's this one guy who was taking stuff. He's like, but what's the catch? I was like, dude, just take it. <laughs> like, just take the thing. And he was like, all right, cool. I created an Instagram for it that day because I just I was just wanted to collect the photos and then prove it so then I could move on to the next one. Right. That was my whole thing. It's like, no one understands what I'm talking about. My friends think this is ridiculous. No one gets it. So if I just d document it, then it'll be easier to approach other people, businesses, whatever, with this idea. Right. You've relied on a network of people in these communities now where the stores exist to maintain your vision. Right? Absolutely. They are angels. They are angels among us. Like, I, I am so grateful, you know? Like, I really, I, again, I really thought this was just going to be me going to, like, the one or two stores that I built every day and just bringing stuff from the street onto these shelves. And to have all these people step up and people come and go, volunteers come and go, you know? Like, there's different points in their lives where they have available time. I'm grateful and thankful to all of them. Just the people that come and help and tidy, people who donate all the time, people who write in and ask how they can help. It's just, like, amazing. The vast network, we had almost 200 volunteers at one point. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. I know. You know, I, I just, I feel very strongly that community is everything. And it really, like, spoke directly to my heart. You know, I'm definitely keeping in touch with Miles. I just saw her on the bus and I'm like, 
I just want to be a part of like whatever brainchild she like comes up with next, <laughs> you know. My name is Jasmine Spacer and um, I'm a birth doula and a massage therapist and a lactation counselor. <laughs> and I have a five-year-old and um, I live in Greenpoint. And I saw them building the free store on Bayard. People just kept leaving stuff there. Like, you know, that's just like a natural spot that people were like leaving stuff for years, for years. And so I was like, oh, good. I just kind of knew what they were doing. I like passed it and I was like, I want to do that. I was just doing anything and I just saw so much need. And I was like, yes. You curated this store. You sort of kept it neat. Mm -hmm. You helped organize it. Many people, when they want to get involved, just drop things off and others just shop. But you, but you did a heck of a lot more. Why? Because I felt that it was necessary. I felt like it made me feel good, honestly. And I saw the benefits. Like I literally saw it like with the people. I saw how much need there was for it. Like I would, I, when I would do a big food drop off, like we would put it out like a blast saying like there's gonna be a big food drop off and there'd be people just waiting you know and I did it because you know not everyone's gonna do it and I had the energy for it and I was like itching I was itching to like help in general and it gave me an, a place to do that that was like tangible in my neighborhood I knew that I was helping my neighbors and they told me you know and it was fantastic you know, it's always a benefit to build community. It's always a benefit. And that's something that's great about New York is that we're such a, like, neighborhoody city. I think that it's not only beneficial, it's necessary. Like, there's so much food wasted and so many, like, brand new items that people have or, like, barely used items that, like, just go in the trash that, like, could have a new life. It's all good in all ways. Like it, it, it definitely benefits everyone to see it happening too, you know, to see that there are people that give a shit, you know, and like really want to help their neighbors. And it inspires them too. It ripples out, it just does. It just makes sense. And I, and I hate throwing things away that are still good. And I just kind of alleviated a lot of that. So I've been cleaning my house since. <laughs> Slowly <laughs> discarding stuff I don't need. I've seen people, like regular working class, just come in and pop in and look to see what's there and then just continue walking or just swipe something they might need and just continue walking, which is great to see. My name is Leslie. I live on Forsyth Street. Um, I'm a block away from the free store, I guess, or across the street. The free store here on Rivington in the park? Yes. How important is this store to folks in this neighborhood? How, how much of a need is there? There is a need because you always have homeless men, um, homeless people around here, and I've seen them go in and grab something, or look at the shoes, and you know walk off with them. I've seen nurses or healthcare workers pop their head in there to see what's there, um, and they keep walking. But they look, you know, and I'm sure they they know what it is, and they'll be dropping stuff off because we all are guilty of buying stuff we don't need, and then wanting to get rid of it. <laughs> As we're talking, I'm watching somebody now take a look at what's in the free store over there. It's nice to see because you, you know people need it and there's some people are just too shy to ask for help or for stuff. And it's there, you know. Just really quick, Christine, how many people have stopped while you've yes. been here to like look at the store? Like it's, yes! 
Yes, that is an armful, and that is so cool. One of the most heavily used free stores is in the Bushwick section of Brooklyn. The folks who run a bar on St. Nicholas Avenue adopted that free store on the corner, storing donated items in their basement. A steady stream of people stop at that location to see what's available or drop off new items. Look at this, as we're talking, we watched two people walk away with arms full of clothing, mm -hmm. and now somebody just pulled up in a car and restocked your store with an arm full of clothing. They were, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. I think this is why I'm, I'm so glad we are here at this location, because this happens. So you create this, and it takes off, and it's successful beyond your wildest dreams. Absolutely. And that was for an immediate need during the start of the pandemic. But here we are, years later, and there are still free stores around New York City. There's still free stores, there's still need. You know, like I don't want this to be pigeonholed as a pandemic problem. Or I don't want it to be pigeonholed now as a migrant thing or a migrant solution because we've had migrants before. We had Ukraine, we had, we had people that were living off of nothing or whatever. Like New York has the haves and the have nots on top of each other and on the same block and living oh my god it's so beautiful like in the pandemic watching people exchange things now what it looks like is a freestanding kiosk that's very similar to the little free library structures meaning it has like a uh, house that comes to a point at the top almost like a steeple and it's a flat facade and it has the right side has a bar for clothing the left side is always uh, fixed up with shelves and you recognize it when you see it now. You, you have created sort of this, a commonality in the appearance of them. That was the kind of the, the, as we move forward, like God bless the internet for getting this concept out there for other people to be able to reach, reach out to me and like create a free store in their own what image, mm. I guess, you know, like, and they could kind of take and tweak it. But throughout my experience of building these and, and, maintaining them and rebuilding them or whatever like we've kind of come to a, a very uniform like you said recognizable thing so people know what to do when they see it they know what it is when they see it and like that it just took trial and error there was no blueprint for this what i've done is create a blueprint that now i can just hand off i don't need to be everywhere at once you know, I just need to teach this to whoever that wants to participate and let them know what I've experienced and where I've failed, you know, and I'm just open and receptive to what they're learning. You know, I don't know everything. I'm figuring out as I will go along. My goal and my vision, though, would be to be able to create a modular version of this that I can fold up, put in a box and ship. So that's where I want to work for, like, that's how I want to work forward. Or, like, so right now I have the blueprint for the procedure. We have like the, our, our volunteer guide and stuff like that. But I want to have a physical blueprint to like let people know, almost like Ikea. This screw, this screw, this screw pops, pops open. And again, recognizable, people know it's give take. And we've hopefully worked out a lot of the kinks by then. But I feel like there'll be such a cool thing for everybody to have, you know, like, if you have a property and you have like a space outside your gates, you can order a free store and we just ship it to you, you know? Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be so cool because excess and waste is everywhere, you know? It's, yep. it's not new. It's just about people helping people, you know? And that's it. You can find the free store nearest you at thefreestoreproject.com. There's also information on how to get involved or donate and how to start your own free store. I'm Steve Kastenbaum.